You're listening to 50 Bad Songs, a behind-the-scenes look at the process of transforming ideas and experiences into music and lyrics, aka songwriting. Each episode, you will hear a new song and how it came into existence. My name is Tim Roscoe, and this is the Season 3 premiere, Episode 21, Green, Red, and Gold. Thinking about what you said were all the th- fifty bad songs. Fifty bad songs. You can't go wrong with fifty bad songs. Fifty bad songs. Fifty bad songs. So As you may have noticed, it's been a bit of a hiatus since our last episode, and I did want to talk about that some just a little bit uh, because we're going to be changing the format of the show again, I know, but I think it's going to be for the better, and I want to talk about why. So when we first started this adventure back in 2018, I was creating this podcast as like a means to hijack my brain into doing the thing that I wanted it to do. In this case, it was writing more songs and getting better at music and production and songwriting. And so I did this by giving myself arbitrary deadlines and creating an end goal onto which I could focus my efforts. So I was making a podcast about writing songs, and I spent a lot of time focused on the podcast of it all. In 2021, however, my brain is back to writing songs and creating music because I want to. So I don't really need to hijack my brain in quite the same way. Now I want to write songs and document it by means of a podcast, which is a slightly different reframe on the idea as a whole. And truth be told, I have written a lot of bad songs that have not made their way onto the podcast yet because... I either like didn't have a guest with me or I didn't have recording equipment handy or because, and this was most of it, I didn't have the time or energy to like make and edit a whole podcast episode and like set up all the recording equipment, all that. Basically the amount of work that I have been doing to produce a podcast episode for each song that I write in the way that I've been doing it up to this point has been quickly not as efficient as I want it to be. The It has outweighed the benefits of doing, of hijacking my brain in the way that I was. But that being said, I'm still writing songs and I still believe that writing and completing songs is the path towards getting better at songwriting. I still want to document my process and growth and I would love for that documentation to be in a form that is interesting to others. In this case, a podcast. And I mean, I've committed to 50 episodes of this podcast. I did it in the name and I did that on purpose. And by golly, I will see that through to the end, even if it's the death of me. However, I do want to reprioritize where my time and energy goes, because if I'm too hung up on how long it takes to make a podcast episode that I lose my motivation for writing the songs, then what am I even doing? Why am I even making this show? So after giving it much thought and asking for 
the opinions of listeners via polls, um, the format moving forward will be less of a real-time behind-the-scenes experience and more of a retrospective discussion on the process behind a specific song. While I love the early episodes and their meandering journey from nothing to something along the path of inspiration and discovery, I don't think it makes for as enthralling of a listening experience. So... That being said, I got this information from asking patrons on the Patreon and followers on our social media what they wanted to hear more of, what they wanted to hear me talk about, what they wanted me to focus on, what they had more interest in learning about. So that was very informative for me and gave me a lot of data uh, to move forward and make this be something a little bit more uh, palatable, I suppose. But if you want to take part in polls like this in the future, you should definitely go check out our Patreon and our social media, and you'll see those as they come up. We'll have more on that later. If you are new to this show, welcome. This is a great episode to start with, as literally it's going to be a brand new listening experience, and I hope that you enjoy it. As I mentioned, this podcast is a documentation of a long growth process over several years. And if you'd like to hear that growth from the beginning, I encourage you to take a look back at the start of season one. I think you'll you'll hear the growth. I think it'll be very obvious. You can also listen to just the songs if you don't want to listen to the episodes. All of them can be found on Bandcamp at 50badsongs.bandcamp.com, or you can stream them on Spotify and Apple Music. If you are a longtime listener and have enjoyed listening to 50 Bad Songs, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash 50 Bad Songs. I've reconfigured the patron benefit tiers some, and I think we've got lots of fun bonus content for you, and I think you'll enjoy it. And also, you get to share your opinions on how to make this show better. Special shout out this month to our esteemed patrons in the tenor section tier, Susan and Chris Roscoe, Francesca Scalisi, and Vicki Scott. Your support means the world to me. So, without further ado, this is episode 21, and here is a brand new song, Green, Red, and Gold. familiar cedar tree is waiting there for me as the twilight sky falls into the night and reveals its starlit tapestry My breath is short But the chill helps clear my mind I breathe in the minute And try to stay in it While keeping my footsteps in time Thinking about what you said Or all the thoughts running round in my head I'm just walking and breathing instead 
surrounded by green and red and gold. My hands look for warmth in the wool of my coat. scarf just a bit I try to discern where I should turn and which path is better live the light pulls me forward as I That once was mine The windows that pass Are made of colored glass And the bells sing out the time And I'm not thinking about what you said Were all the thoughts running round in my head I'm just walking and breathing instead Surrounded by green and red and gold I pause for a moment to see All the world as it is around me The lights that shine and the bells that chime Remind me of who I can be I'm not thinking about what you said Where all the thoughts running round in my head I'm just walking and breathing instead Surrounded by green and red and gold So this song all started with a songwriting prompt, (laughs) which the reason I was reaching for a songwriting prompt was because I was kind of in a writer's block at this point. Uh, I wrote it in like December of 2019. And if you, (laughs) if you're up to date on your show history, that was at the end of the year, the previous hiatus year, um, (laughs) leading into season two. And I wrote this. So I found this songwriting challenge called the five and five songwriting challenge. I found out about it through friend of the show, Rochelle Reiser and guest on this show, episode 14, little bug. You should go listen to that because it's a lovely little song and she's amazing. Um, She often does these songwriting challenges by Sarah Spencer at song fancy. You should definitely go check out 
her stuff and her website. She's got a lot of great resources there for songwriters. But you're basically, it's like in five days, you're going to write five songs and you're going to do it fast. And here are some prompts to help you along the way. But basically, you have to complete a song every day, which I've used in the past. Sometimes I've never fully completed it, but I have used them in the past and they come up with some interesting songs that you would literally never think that you would write uh, because you know, you're using these prompts that are not from your day to day life. And so, yeah, you get some really interesting stuff. And this song, Green, Red and Gold, came out of that. So the way that Sarah Spencer often um, structures these prompts, she has a bunch of different forms. But this one was one where it was a sort of like collection of words to use as inspiration and to incorporate into the lyrics if you can. Obviously, there's like no rules. You don't have to incorporate them if you don't want to. But the challenge is like try to use all of them. Um, And that's the prompt. And then she also has a second thing with it. So you've got your prompt. That's the basic inspiration. And then an amplifier. And for her, the amplifier is like an extra little challenge. So if you use all of these words or whatever, then you can turn to the amplifier to try and make it like challenge yourself even more. Um, Sometimes I use the amplifier. Sometimes I don't. In this case I did. So the prompt was this collection of words, cedar, approach, minute, turn, waiting, twilight, clear, wool, hands, and warm. And the amplifier was use a new tuning that you've never written in. So in looking at this like list of words, it gave me a, a pretty clear idea pretty quickly. So one of the things that I've been working on uh, in my own time as a songwriter is uh, trying to write more like image-based writing or using very like visual language and inspirate like creating a picture or a scene with my lyrics. That's something that I I don't do naturally because I just tend to have an idea about something that I want to write about and then start like writing about that idea, which is fine. And, but it's not always grounded in reality. And some of the like best songs in the world are like really grounded in a scene or in a visual or like a, a moment. And so I knew that I wanted to write a song that was more image based. And this set of words, like, evokes a pretty clear image. The other thing that I wanted to do, which was similar to this, is that I wanted to focus the writing on more of a like small moment in time rather than a grand idea. Because something that I noticed with previous songs on this podcast in particular is like, I will get caught up writing, you know, like a lot of big ideas, which is fine and sometimes really effective. But if you have more than one big idea in one song, it's kind of overwhelming or it makes the big ideas feel less big because they are kind of clouded by all the other big ideas. And so I really wanted to challenge myself to like keep this song in a specific moment in time and like write the image of that moment, write the experience of that moment and use that to like limit myself in a in a very like grounding way (laughs) 
So the very first word that caught my attention, because it was the very first word in the list, is cedar. Um, and while I grew up in Alabama, maybe there are cedar trees. There probably are. I don't know. We have southern pines. But the cedar that comes to my mind is from my grandparents' house in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And like they – I don't even know if they had a cedar tree in their yard either. What I remember specifically is the smell of cedar in their like backyard. So there was probably a cedar tree. I think also they had like a shed that was made of cedar wood maybe. But I had this specific memory of like the smell of cedar. And so that put me in – Pennsylvania, but specifically family and like this very familial and like comfortable headspace. And then I also saw the word wool and, you know, wool plus cedar equals winter probably in my head. (laughs) Um, And so I did like kind of sink in, okay, I'm imagining this being a moment that's taking place in winter and like potentially cold uh, weather. So you have wool on. As the twilight sky falls into the night. The word twilight also stood out to me. The actual experience of twilight is beautiful, and I think the word is nice. And that reminded me of my parents' house. And and when I've ever, whenever I visit my parents, they have a dog, Tater, who they take on walks twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. And so twilight reminded me of this moment after dinner where we're all taking Tater on the walk around the neighborhood and like it's it's a very short it's not the biggest walk but it's just a nice little walk and this happens all year round but it also happens around the holidays and around the holidays it's like a big thing cuz there's a million people and so basically with that plus wool plus cedar I was like okay this is kind of a Christmas song, <laughs> but I don't really want it to be a Christmas song. I want it to be one of those Christmas songs that's kind of not a Christmas song, but it does take place at Christmas or it is like set in the the time of Christmas time. And so, you know, I have a lot of songs that I really like that are that fit that category. I actually made a playlist about it recently, which I'll link in one of the social medias probably, but you can also check my Tim Roscoe uh, Spotify page and you can find that if you're interested. But yeah, there's lots of songs that are like kind of just so- just songs about other things that happen to take place at Christmas. And so I kind of knew that that was where I wanted to take this was like, you're at your family's for the holidays and you take a walk basically but the chill helps clear my mind so then i also saw this word clear and what i love about these sort of prompts where there's lots of words is that a lot of them can kind of be used in different ways so like clear could have meant like the color clear or like the sky was clear or whatever but for me i wanted it to mean like clear my head because in my life and in my experience, I find that if I'm feeling overwhelmed or if I'm feeling anxious or if I'm feeling depressed, like any, anytime I'm feeling anything truly, if I take a walk around the neighborhood or just like take a 15 minute walk or longer, sometimes like a three hour hike, I find that it really helps me to clear my head and to like ground myself in my body and like get back to reality and get and be away from anxiety. And then also ultimately what walking around like that does is like it, I end up feeling like gratitude. 
I feel grateful. I feel connected to like my neighborhood. It always makes me like fall in love with my neighborhood. I see little spots that I'm like not used to seeing, or I, I come across a tree that's really interesting or whatever. And so this was kind of like using those words of like cedar and winter and twilight and clearing my head that kind of formed the basis of this song. I was like, all right, we're at family's house or someone that feels like family and you're there kind of around the holidays and something happened, maybe an argument, maybe a fight, maybe someone said something that really upset you. And so you decided to step away and clear your head and basically just take a walk and like deal with that. And so that was like the initial prompting and and basis that I, I had for this song. And as I started playing with this idea of like going for a walk, I kind of created this sort of piano thing that was uh, in music, we call it an ostinato, but it's just a repeating pattern. And if you've listened to any of the other songs, you'll notice that that's just a thing that I like to do. Uh, period, but it also, it specifically is helpful for when I'm writing because it's like a thing that I can at least get an idea, something going while I'm figuring out other parts. But in this case, I actually really liked the ostinato because it kind of felt like walking. It kind of felt like steps plodding along. It, It was very, you know, consistent and regular. And I liked that for this idea of like, I'm taking a walk to clear my head. Obviously, if it's Christmas, it's going to be cold. And walking in the cold, to me, is something that I actually really like. Because I guess growing up in the South, there, you know, so much of the year is hot and humid. And, like, it can literally feel like you're breathing steam um, in the summer. And whenever it's, like, cold or crisp, it just – the air – it hits different. I don't know how to describe it. It hits different. I can like, I feel like I can breathe better. I feel like my sinuses are clear. And that's something that I especially noticed when I lived in Pennsylvania where I was like, oh my goodness, I love walking in the winter. Cause it just like, it feels so invigorating and like makes, makes me feel alive, even if it's like too cold, but I don't know something about the like breathing in cold air feels good and is calming to me. Mm. So I, I wanted to incorporate that into the lyrics as well. While keeping my footsteps in time. The lyric, keeping my footsteps in time, is a very specific memory for me. I don't know if anyone else does this. I swear I'm not uh, OCD, but when I'm walking, sometimes I will walk or I will count my footsteps as I'm walking. And I, I don't mean that in like I have to reach a certain number. Sometimes it's literally just a way to like keep my brain <laughs> engaged. Sometimes like if I'm in a city or somewhere that's paved, I will count the steps in between each crack. <laughs> but even if I'm not actively counting it, walking is so rhythmic in nature. And like I guess being a musician, I feel I can feel that rhythm. And like I will tap along with my hands or I'll like – tap a different rhythm against the, the constant, like one, two, one, two of, of my feet. Oftentimes, especially in music school, like that walking rhythm would, would act as like a sort of bass pad for me to practice things while I was walking, like a, like a, a lyric or a melody or something where I would sing it in time to the rhythm of my footsteps. And so that's kind of the meaning behind this, this sort of keeping my footsteps in time. Like I'm not in the military, never have been, but 
I don't know. It's so rhythmic. It's hard not to be aware of the rhythm of steps. And so I guess I meant in time more like a dance. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has that experience. If you do, comment below. And I'm not thinking about what was said Or all the thoughts running around in my head I'm just walking and breathing instead So when I came to the chorus, I was like, all right, I'm creating this wintry scene, but like, why am I here? Why am I doing this walk? Why am I by myself, basically? It's not hard to imagine the holidays can be a little tense. <laughs> it's very easy to imagine someone says something upsetting or you get into a fight or you get into an argument. I just want to be clear that that <laughs> it's a very common experience to have a sort of upsetting moment at a family function, but that, that I'm not basing this on anything specific. I came across or I came onto this idea of like, I'm just walking and I'm breathing. And then like, I'm not, I'm not thinking about what just happened and I'm not thinking about anything because right now I'm trying to just breathe. <laughs> so basically I came up with this line that was like, I'm not thinking about what was said or any of the thoughts that are in my head. I'm just walking and I'm breathing instead. And so since I knew that this is going to be around Christmas, I kind of had this rhyme set up and I was like, oh, well, I know we usually say red and green, but what if I said green and red? I mean, it doesn't change the colors. <laughs> it just is a little bit slightly you know, different than what you were expecting. But then I was like, okay, I know I have a couple songs that I used as reference, but you know, there are lots of songs that will set up this rhyme and like give you the rhyme and then take you a little bit away from the rhyme. Surrounded by green, red, and gold. And that's what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to like fulfill the rhyme. We had green and red, but then also gold. And I know that gold isn't like a traditional Christmas color, but if you look around, lots of decorations around Christmas time are gold. I was like, okay, we're going to do green and red and we're going to land on it, but then we're going to keep going with gold and kind of repeat this sort of uh, walking idea that I had because I didn't want it to feel final because it wasn't final. You know, it's like, I'm still walking. I'm still breathing this thing is still happening. This moment is still happening. So I'm going to, instead of like landing on red, I'm going to move one more step and then have the chords just carry on underneath of me. And so similarly, I have this sort of baseline that, that is rising with repeating this repeating ostinato over top. And that kind of became the sort of like walking theme. And so when I, when I came to the line, I'm just walking and breathing in the chorus, I was like, what if I brought it back to those chords? So like we go to a different place for I'm not thinking about what was said or all the thoughts running through my head. And then we come back to I'm just walking and breathing and like have this this sort of like boop back to reality. And then, you know, slightly go away, surrounded by green and red and gold and then bring us back to the walking. I, I felt like it was kind of weird to do that. Like this chorus didn't feel like a chorus for a long time. I wrote it and I was like, I like it, but also, I mean, it doesn't like, it's not like the kind of chorus that you're like rocking out to and like, yeah, I'm going to sing along. Uh, but does it need to be? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it can just be what it is and be expressive and tell a story. I try to discern where I should turn and which path. 
So then the second half of this second verse, I now I kind of do, I will take more walks around my neighborhood where I don't really have a plan of where I'm going. And so there's this idea of like, okay, I'm looking at what's ahead. I'm trying to figure out which street I'm going to take to get me back home, but I haven't decided yet. So like, let me look if it's twilight, I'm trying to see, okay, is there a path that's better lit? But that also that line acts as a sort of, it's sort of a double entendre for the like literal walk that I'm describing. If you've had this argument or you're, you're trying to deal with a situation that's been frustrating or upsetting, then like part of this walk is, is you're figuring out what's your next turn. What are you going to do? What's the next thing? How are you going to approach this problem? I thought poetically the crossover of looking for the right path that's better lit would work nicely with what we had already said in the chorus. One of the things that I've learned from reading songwriting books and stuff is like once you've set a chorus, um, your next verse after the chorus should like be informed by what the chorus has said and also add more to your experience of the chorus so that when you come back to the chorus, it has like a deeper meaning. So I think that I, that's what I was trying to do here with this sort of like metaphor of of the path and and the light. Before I get to the next line, I kind of I had this picture. Again, this is a reference to Pittsburgh. I used to live next to an abandoned church in the south side of Pittsburgh, and it was always – I mean it was literally right next to where I would go into my apartment. And so it was always the end of my sort of walking path was like coming across this abandoned church. Granted, abandoned meaning like literally no lights on, no nothing, but it still was like a pretty big building. It had stained glass windows and everything. And so I wanted to use that image as the like – the image of like you're rounding the corner of coming home and like imagining this church that I used to pass by as a functioning church and being like full of light and full of music and bells. And especially at Christmas time, you know, if you pass any church, they're often very well lit, lit up with Christmas lights, but then also there's music and there's bells. And so I, I again, wanted to like lean into this sort of imagery of it's Christmas and this is what would be around me if I was taking this walk. that pass are made of colored glass and the bells sing out the time so yeah I like wrote that line and I wrote the the bells singing out the time and uh, and to describe th- this line of like the world that once was mine uh, isn't specifically about church it's kind of This idea of I've taken this walk, I'm rounding the corner to coming home and I'm looking at this home or whatever it is. Maybe it was like if it's your family's house, it's the home that that used that you used to live at, that you used to call your home um, that maybe isn't your home anymore. But it still is. But it's not, you know, it's not your home in the same way. And so that kind of became the inspiration for the line as I approached the world that once was mine. It doesn't inherently mean a loss per se. I think it's more just like, I mean, I guess it's a loss, but I I think it's more about you're in a different place than you were before at the end of this walk than you were at the beginning of this walk. So anyways, that's kind of the inspiration behind these, this second verse. I pause for a moment to see all the words 
it is around me The lights that shine and the bells that chime Remind me of who I can be When I got to the bridge, pretty much if you're using a bridge, the idea of a bridge is to provide a moment that is tonally different, lyrically different, something to give you kind of like a break from what you've been doing in the song verse chorus wise so that you can then come back to the chorus or a verse and it feels different and new because you have gone somewhere else. So I wanted to use that shift in tonality and using different chords underneath as like a signal of, of a shift in thinking. So the result of the calming yourself and walking and breathing. And for me, what that meant, as I mentioned before, is like it almost always ends in gratitude (laughs) and feeling once I'm feeling grounded and back in my body and like just aware of what's around me, I'm always brought back to gratitude of like, wow, like look at how beautiful these lights are. Look at how beautiful the sky is. Look at how beautiful this sound is. I'm so happy that I'm getting to experience it. I'm so like happy that I'm, I'm, I'm here whether or not I'm actually happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm experiencing this in this moment. And I wanted to capture that with this bridge, this idea of like pausing and just looking and that kind of being a reminder and, and being the thing that grounds you back into yourself. And I'm not thinking about what was said. So we come back to the chorus and and I, if you've listened to any of the songs in this podcast, you know that I love to do a bridge and then a real quiet chorus that brings you back to a bigger sound. But in this moment, I also really truly felt like that was the way to go is like you were reminded of who you want to be. And now instead of saying, I'm not thinking about what was said as like a, I'm pushing this away. It's more of a like peaceful acceptance place of like, I'm not thinking about it because it's not, I'm not upset anymore. Like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm just breathing. I'm fine. And I'm, I'm in this moment of Christmas. And then for this final like gold, obviously I still wanted to keep that of green and red and gold, but you know, up to this point kind of wasn't go, it wasn't stopping. It was moving into, you know, the stepping sound or the stepping motif Still, and so I was like, okay, how can I maintain this like step sound but bring it to a place of resolution? And so I came up with this sort of churchy sounding (laughs) descending chord progression, but I wanted to give it that sense of resolution. And like we've been using this imagery of a church, and so I, I, you know, did this sort of walking and slowing and slowing until you get to just a very satisfying resolution to the one chord or at least I think it's satisfying so all that being said I wrote this song like I mentioned in 2019 so like December 2019 a lot has changed in the world and in myself since then and so I came back to it and thinking about this new season and I was like okay I have all these songs that I've written that I haven't put on the podcast I want to because I like them and like they're still in the spirit of writing as a practice. And so I I came back to the song and (laughs) honestly had to like refigure out a lot of what I was playing because I recorded it. Gratefully, I wrote down some of the chords, but what I played was not what I wrote down. So I spent some time like sitting with this chord progression and like really 
just trying to get it back in my hands and in my body. And I don't know. I've been having this issue recently with my piano keyboard sound where I don't like the way it sounds. <laughs> I think it's just I've gotten so used to it and it's not a real piano that every time I hear it, it just is like, ugh. That's like not a real piano. That's not what I want it to sound like. I don't want to use piano in this thing because I think this this piano sound sounds cheesy or overdone or whatever. But I came across this piano virtual instrument from the Spitfire Labs that's called like Soft Piano, I believe. And when I opened it, I was like, oh, this is nice. Uh, something about it, just like the way that the recordings, the samples of the piano uh, it just sounds, it sounds like you're playing on a real piano and playing quietly and you can like hear the hammer movement inside the piano. Oh, it's so nice. And once I opened that, I was very inspired. I was like, oh, I, I want to use this for the track because it sounds so good. But I also really, I did want to try to explore more than just this repeating ostinato piano. Like I mentioned, that's kind of my go-to when I'm like writing an idea because it's easy to get the sound in your ear and something to play along with without getting hung up on a kooky rhythm when you're just trying to like figure out the song and write the lyrics. So I, with this new piano sound, I was like, okay, I'm going to play around with like breaking up this chord progression, maybe arpeggiating some of it, like using a different thing. And I did come up with this sort of arpeggiated thing that I really liked. It like still had a good sense of motion and it was interesting and I was still able to like use, it sounded in the realm of what I wanted it to sound like. But in doing that, I was like, I don't know if this makes sense though for the whole thing, because ultimately I still like the plodding piano chord sound because like, that's what my feet sound like when I'm walking. I figured that I could use both and I would separate them out by verses or, you know, figure out where it would work. And as I was playing with the, the, again, these sort of just plotting chords for the beginning, I was like, okay, I want to make an intro. And this intro is going to be the same chord progression. But instead of it being walking, what if I, you know, leaned into this sort of Christmassy vibe and did a like really high tinkly, twinkly piano to make it sound like bells or like sparkling lights or whatever. That's very much in the imagery of this, this song. So like that could be fun. And I landed on something that I found that I thought was really good. And it also en encouraged me to kind of pare back even more on the plotting where like I could, as you hear in the first verse, like I could just not play, I could play the chords even less and it would still feel like walking and give like a feeling of build and momentum through the song. And having that intro kind of helped cinch that in my mind. It also vaguely sounds like sort of church bells because it's these, this sort of moving fifth pattern. Um, and that does come back later because we talk about the bell singing out the time. And so I was like, oh, wait, I can, now that I have this intro, I have this idea of bells and I can bring that back later that calls back to the beginning, but also now is contextualized with the uh, lyric of church bells. So other than musical, I also did want to include some sound elements that weren't musical. So like a little more sound design or a little more sound effects things. And so I was like, okay, it's winter. I'm walking. The first thing that comes to mind is like wind or some kind of breeze because that's if in my romanticized <laughs> vision of this moment, that's what I want to be happening is like a cool breeze and it blows across and like you hear the leaves or whatever. So I was looking through some wind sounds on Splice and I, I found 
one that like was a riser and a riser. A riser is a sound that producers use that kind of sweeps up and goes like, and they use it as a way of, you know, intensifying or, or highlighting a moment or whatever. And so I found this wind riser thing and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And what if I actually like use that to like set me up in the second verse to give me a sort of different feeling than the first verse. And then I could switch in the arpeggiated piano for that second verse. And then we have this sort of riser rising dink, and then it's different, which is cool. And that like draws attention to the verse and makes it feel like, you know, progress from the chorus to a new verse that doesn't feel like it's exactly a repetition of earlier. But the riser also made me feel like, okay, what if I like made a beat, which is a very, if you've listened to this podcast, the beats are something that I don't instinctually come to always. Um, It's often the last thing that I think of. And I try to like force it onto what I was writing, which isn't, I want to do differently because I know so much can there's, if you create a beat separately, you can come up with very interesting and different things than what you would come up with, what I would come up with normally. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try and make a beat. I'm going to do, it doesn't have to be much because like the song isn't, again, it's not like a party song. It's a quiet reflective song about thinking about your feelings uh, during a family function. But a beat could help kind of bring this sort of, again, rhythm forward and like the walking and the, and, and making it feel like you're having some kind of progress. So I, I, I found some samples that were like some like muted sort of kicks and snares that I think are nice. After I did that, I was like, all right, the other sounds that I want to use that aren't necessarily musical are breath. Cause obviously this whole thing is sort of centered around breath being part of like I'm breathing to ground myself and breathing to calm myself. And so I was like, okay, I can, I want to record myself breathe, like doing a deep breath and I can use that at the beginning as a sort of like setup for the song. But then as I was doing that, I was like, Ooh, what if hear me out? What if I could use the breath as like a percussive element with the kick and the snare drum? And that, Gave me this idea of like, okay, I can just record myself breathing a little bit faster and like kind of cut it off so that it sounds more like a sample intentionally. And I think that makes for a really interesting like percussion thing of like we've got this inhale, exhale that's happening that's not what I'm actually doing in the song, but is like implying breath. Anyways, I thought that was really interesting and added again more to this feeling of uh, progression as the song goes on. And that's like kind of pretty much everything that I did with the production. I kept wondering if I needed to add more, especially in the first verse, because it felt so empty and spacious. And like, that's usually not how songs want to be. (laughs) Um, So I like toyed a lot with like adding harmonies or adding different sort of production tricks to like add some interest or, or take me in different directions. But I didn't like any of them. And also I kind of felt like it didn't need any of them. You know, like this song was about this small moment, this small experience. And so I was like, well, why don't we just keep it small? I think ultimately I I like that decision still. It did make me think like, okay, I'm going to add the wind sound to like the entire first verse so that it fills in some of the gaps. But ultimately I was like, yeah, I don't think I need to add like harmonies or whatever. It's just the voice and it's just like very simple, quiet piano. There's a little bit of bass, but it's nothing crazy. It's just kind of there to add um, some depth. And and that's like what the production needs to be. It doesn't need to be more than that. 
And that's also like a mentality that I have in general when writing. Um, and that's because when I first started writing, like in school, when I was I was doing composition, I I would just like truly write. I would throw everything in all at once. And it took me several years to be like, okay, great. You got all those ideas out, but like space is out some, you know, like you don't have to use all of your ideas in a minute and a half. You can develop them. You can still use this idea, but like, how do you get there? How do you leave there? So it's been something that I've been working on over, I mean, the past several years of my life is like kind of simplicity in writing and like pairing it back, being more intentional with where there's more and where there's less. Because that's a important part of music is is the contrast between more and less. And in this song, I wanted it to be less overall and simple overall. And like if it could be effective and get the idea across and tell the story while being simple, why does it need to be more complex, you know? I feel like I learned a lot of lessons while writing the song and while producing the song. The biggest lesson for sure is like change the sounds that you start with <laughs> because it can it can invigorate you and it can inspire you to go in new directions and and it made a huge difference in my motivation to work on this song. And like truly I don't think I would have come to the piano parts that I did without this piano instrument that I found. And also, by the way, the Spitfire Labs are free. So like that was also a huge part of it. Definitely go check it out if you're a a musician and you want a nice piano sound. Something that was really important was like listening to references, which everyone always says to do. And sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't because I don't want to be influenced by, you know, these other, other artists and like I don't want to imitate them unintentionally. But there's also a lot to be learned. And I like listen to, you know, Sarah Bareilles, who's a very big songwriter who uses piano, heavily features piano. Um, And recently I've also been listening to J.P. Sachs, who's a songwriter who I guess his songs are piano focused. And I like I think that that is important because that did help me like think more intentionally about how I was using the piano. So that's also been a, a good lesson. Another lesson was that writing a small song can make it feel so much more personal. I think I've been struggling with that in my songwriting and in previous songs on this podcast where because I'm being not specific, it's like you don't feel the urge to connect with the song. Like, yeah, the idea is interesting or like it's about a big topic, but like it's not like so specific. So like I'm not connecting with it as a performer and then the listeners are not connecting with it. This also came up recently in a co-write where I was working with my friend Lisa and she kind of called me out on some of it and was like, I want you to write a lyric that is you saying like, I feel this, you did this. I want you to say it that directly, make I statements instead of, you know, a second person, you or a royal we, which I have a habit of doing. And, And that actually, I forgot to mention this. That is actually a big change that came about when I was producing the track versus when I wrote it, I was looking at this line of, I'm not thinking about what was said. And I was like, I think this is what Lisa's talking about. So I'm going to change it to, I'm not thinking about what you said or all the thoughts running around my head. And like it, <laughs> my like personality is like, Oh, but I'm not accusing anyone. Mm, I don't want to mm, whatever. But like as a song, yeah, that's basically what it's coming down to is like, I'm not thinking about what you said specifically. Yeah. I could say more generally what was said, And that broadens it to maybe it was a group argument or maybe it was a whole family or whatever, but it's much less specific. And when you can write specifically or write, you know, keep it small and focused, it 
it just feels so much more impactful. And I hope that you feel the same way. <laughs> and then the biggest thing in production that I learned, and I, I feel like as a point of growth, was I kind of figured out how to sing a song like this and edit the vocals to to sound in a way that like I've never recorded my vocals to sound that way. And I've never edited them to be so present and forward. And I really like the way it sounds in this. I also cut out all of my breaths because I was using breath as a, you know, percussive element and like intentional part of the song. So I was like, I'm going to remove all the breaths in between lyrics so that it's lyrics, but then the breaths are elsewhere. And I think that made a huge difference. Again, this was also emboldened by listening to references. And one of the specific things that I listened to was J.P. Sachs. Again, I'm loving his music and but I listened to his voice and I kind of like wanted to make my voice or the production on my voice sound similar to the production on his voice. Obviously our voices don't sound alike, but I did want to use that as inspiration for how to uh, take my, take it to the next level. And I, I feel like I did in this song and that felt very growth oriented and in a way that I haven't before. So here's the song again in full. This is green, red, and gold by Tim Roscoe. Thank you for listening. That old familiar cedar tree Is waiting there for me As the twilight sky falls into the night And reveals its starlit tapestry The air is cold and my breath is short But the chill helps clear my mind That once was mine 
Hours that pass are made of colored glass And the bells sing out the time And I'm not thinking about what you said Or all the thoughts running round in my head I'm just walking and breathing instead Surrounded by green and red and gold I pause for a moment to see all the world as it is around me that shine and the bells that chime remind me of who I can be I'm not thinking about what you said or all the thoughts running around in my head I'm just walking and breathing Surrounded by green and red and gold Fifty Bad Songs is created, recorded, and edited by Tim Roscoe with visual design by Gabriel Starner and music by Tim Roscoe. Follow us on social media at 50 Bad Songs on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can listen to this song and all previous songs on Bandcamp at 50badsongs.bandcamp.com or by streaming them on Spotify and Apple Music. You can find all previous episodes on our website at www.50badsongs.com. If you'd like to financially support 50 Bad Songs, join our patron community at patreon.com slash 50 bad songs for even more behind the scenes content, including exclusive playlists, lyric sheets, and chord charts, as well as other bonus content. Most importantly, if you enjoyed the episode or the music you heard today, the best way you can support us is by telling a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the show. Send them an episode or share your favorite song of ours with them. This is the best way to help the show grow. My name is Tim Roscoe, and thank you so much for listening today.